This is Minutia, Minutia Men, Men with Rick and Dave. Oh my God, it's good to be back, huh? Yeah. I mean, it's... Uh, you already got your feet up my <laughs> desk. He's got his... Put his feet up on my desk, yeah. which, you know, that's kind of making himself feel at home. <laughs> well, which, I missed you. Well, that's, uh, you know, I just saw you yesterday. Mm-hmm. You know who else I saw yesterday? Yeah, I do. My best... Why don't you tell everybody? My you best to, buddy. You're, you're dying to tell everybody. Uh, I, I've been telling people, like... At the toll booth today. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so R- Rick and I, uh, we took uh, David Fletcher, our author of Chili Dog MVP. Well, one of the authors of Chili Dog MVP. We took him to see the the Who's Tommy. Right, because he's also a gigantic yeah. fan. In fact, uh, he and Dave had already seen the show three times. Three times. Right. So yeah. it was the fourth time we saw Tommy the Musical. Yep. And we're just sitting there. We're kind of, you know. You know, this is the last show. I wonder if Pete's going to show up. And then we noticed <laughs> there was like five or six seats, yeah. just like three rows ahead of us. Right. And a little bit to the right. Yeah. And we're like, yeah, I bet he's going to sit there. Ha, ha, ha. And then like 10 seconds later, Rick, you gasped. Like you, like, I, yeah, you eked. Like, oh, my God. You, you oh eked. My God. And Pete walks right in front of us, <laughs> goes, to his, uh, goes to his seat. This is almost as big as the time that we sat behind Adrian Ballou watching... Amadeus in 1984 yeah. or yeah. whatever. But I bet I spent... Now, because I had already seen the show four times, mm-hmm. I'm like, I know what's going to happen next, yeah. right? Yeah. So I just watched Pete for... I bet easily five minutes throughout the show, I was watching Pete just to watch his reactions. You know, and, I, I think uh, I think everybody in the theater was doing that. Yeah, <laughs> I right. mean, I know I was, too. Yeah. And it was only my first time seeing the show. And by the way, the show was great. It's supposed to go to Broadway next year well, sometime, they think. Maybe. I talked to Tommy. Yeah. I talked to the guy yeah, who, I mean, who, by but, the way, was could speak and hear and everything. Here's yeah. the thing. All right. I'm just going to say this on behalf of our listeners. Yeah. You and uh, David Fletcher, our yeah. author... Were the biggest geeks ever. I mean, they wanted to stay there, and they wanted to meet the actors. Right. Like, oh my god, it's the little girl who played Tommy. Like, oh my, god. oh that that's that's the one ensemble. That's guy. Dancer Five. That's Dancer Five. It really was hilarious. Yeah, yeah. and uh, I have seen you in your element with Beatles stupidity. Okay, fair enough. That's George Martin's third cousin Sally works yeah. at the Basket Robins. At- That's Fergie Jenkins' daughter's cousin's brother. Uh, yeah. But when it comes to Broadway, which I can't imagine it's not. Right? I mean, yeah. it was such a... Um, well, I'm going to say, uh, you know, Pete will get us tickets, I'm yeah. sure. Oh, well, so he wasn't the only famous person we saw there. Oh, we saw Bob Falls. Bob too, Falls. Who's, which who we've worked with. We have. We've and studied under Bob he, Falls. He is the guy who was like, uh, you know, the the head of the Goodman. You know, he's he's no, he's, he's big, famous he's, yeah, yeah. Uh, as a theater uh, director and producer, and he's won Tony Awards on Broadway. Yeah. And he also was the choreographer for the Cliff Dancers, <laughs> which, which was a Dave really and I... Very proud moment in our lives. <laughs> and I went up and introduced myself yeah. to him. Yeah. And he remembered me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then I mentioned the Cliff Dancer yeah. thing. And yeah. he remembered that. And then I, of course... Said and that he I actually, w- in fairness to him, didn't even look humiliated. <laughs> you know? Right. He, right. I, I looked on his website. He's not mentioning it. <laughs> but he wasn't denying Tony it. Shmoney, what if about it was me, I would have yeah. said, never heard of you. <laughs> right. I have no idea what you're talking we about. We should get him. To, we should, now that we have an in, we yeah. should get him on the podcast. We should. But you know what else we should do? Hmm. We should actually do the podcast. Yeah, All right. right. Let's do it. The following is a Tony Lasano podcast. An Opie production on the Radio Misfits Podcast Network. This is Minutia, Minutia Man, Man with Rick and Dave. 
Yeah, I noticed Pete had a little mole yeah. on his cheek. Uh, <laughs> I'm a little worried about that. I'm going to have to. Uh, how far is the footage now for the restraining order? That you so, thirty feet. Thirty feet. Yeah. Okay. Uh, right. Which was crazy because I was 32 feet away from them. <laughs> so I don't know how they knew that. Well, we got a great, st- we got a great show and we better get going. Okay. Uh, now we're back. I don't know if anybody yeah. noticed. This yeah. is the new, new content. We were gone for three or four weeks because yeah, it's actually more like five weeks. Yeah. Cause Rick is writing a book. Yes. And I am. he couldn't do two things. <laughs> you know, I got to write to tweet a book. You know how long it takes to write a book yeah. that requires the kind of research that I had to do on this one. Um, and, uh, it's going to be coming out in the, Christmas in the fall, time, yeah, or, and that'll be our Christmas book or one of the Christmas books about the Loop radio yeah, station. Yeah, about the radio station. Yeah, and the lawsuit will come February. Yeah, then whatever. Probably. Yeah, yeah. By then we'll be in, uh, you know, Cancun. Uh, oh, celebrating. with all the royal, with all the <laughs> books that we have sold. Yeah, uh, this story comes out of UK. All right. Sarah Ferguson, you, you've met Ferguson. I have. Uh, Duchess of York. She named her con- reconstructed breast Derek. Okay. Oh. The Duchess of York has named her reconstructive breast Derek, Derek after her single mastectomy surgery to treat breast cancer. I have a cousin named Derek. Well, He's going to be thrilled with this yeah, news. Right. Uh, Sarah, 63. and She looks pretty good for 63. She's older than us. Yeah. Uh, had the operation in June after she was diagnosed with breast cancer following a routine mammogram screening. So everybody out there. Yep. Men and women yep. get mammograms. Uh, she explained in her own podcast that personalizing her new breast was a positive move to help her move forward. That's okay. very nice. Uh, and wh- asked why she chose the name. She said, I don't know. It just kind of made me laugh. Okay. okay. Derek's kind of a funny name for a breast, yeah. right? Yeah. Uh, needless to say, this got me thinking a little bit. Uh-oh. Uh, and I have a theory, and I think we probably discussed it on, on the air before, that every man on earth, and I'm including every man, like the Dalai Lama, okay, <laughs> they have nicknamed their penis... At some point, don't you think? Absolutely. Every every one of them. Absolutely. Well, I did a little research and I found out yeah. um, that there's actually been some extensive work on this topic. Really? Okay. Um, so I've created... Elongated studies <laughs> yeah, of the subject? Long and hard. So, <laughs> yes. so I've created a Minutia Men quiz um, on what men call their penises. Okay. So roll... And this is all going to be based on research. Okay. So roll the jingle, please. Time now for a Minutia Man. Minutia Man. Minutia Quiz. Uh, question one. In a 2013 survey conducted by the men's retailer Giacomo, okay. what percentage of men prefer a wacky, lighthearted name instead of a tough, masculine name for their penis? I would say... Well, hold on. Oh. 10%, mm-hmm. 12%, mm-hmm. 28%, 40%. Uh, that's the uh, the amount that want wacky. The wacky. 40%. 28%. Oh. So okay. 72%. Yeah. <laughs> wow. And can't even joke about it. Can't even, yeah, can't can't even, even joke right, about right, it. Right, right. Well, I'm in the 28% myself. Oh, well, what is your... I, I can't say. Mine is Eeyore. <laughs> what are you doing? Uh, Chan- Channing Tatum. You know Channing Tatum, right? Yeah. The uh, movie people, star. People's Magazine 2012. Sexiest Man Alive. Right, exactly. 2012. Uh, you know what he calls his penis? What? Well, hold on. Chuck. Okay. Steve. Right. Thor. Or Gilbert. I would say Chuck. Gilbert. Oh, that's, I, I like think that. that's a great name. Yeah, I think. that is. What is the most common name men name their penises in Australia um, based on this 2013 survey? The um, 
The uh, the uh, choices are Billy the Willy, okay, Peter the Pecker, uh huh, Bobby the Bobber, or Fred. Uh, Willie the Willie, Fred. (laughs) You know, short and to the point, right? All right, I guess. And finally, in a 1984 survey conducted by Hoochie magazine, do you remember the 1984? Of course, the Hoochie Coo magazine. Who couldn't forget that? What was the name, the most common name women gave their partners penises? Okay, different perspective here. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Thor. Uh huh. Rocky. Uh huh. Mr. Beef. Which, okay. by the way, I'm watching <laughs> yeah. a bear right, the oh, bear right now. Great show. Mr. Beef. Yeah. Um, and Skippy. So it's Thor, Rocky, Mr. Beef, or Skippy. I'm going Skippy. It was Skippy. Yeah. Correct. I, yeah. I was expecting Tiny as the fifth choice. Yeah. Well, yeah. Skippy is, is the <laughs> yeah. nice way of it's saying Tiny. It's a nice way of right. saying Tiny. Uh, and I stumbled upon kind of a racist joke. You want to hear it? Okay. Uh, uh, what do the Chinese do during an erection? Uh, well, I don't know what. They vote. Oh, I get that. <laughs> it took me a second, but it's I get bad. it. It's, it's not that bad. It's not I've heard, I've heard oh, more racist. Yes. Uh, from you, especially. Yes. Uh, so I have a story for you. This comes from the New York Times, mm-hmm. which is the gray, the old gray lady, mm-hmm. I believe she's called. Apps like Dipsia and Quinn have become popular destinations for women who want to find safe spaces to explore their sexuality. Okay. Like well, we got a theme going on We're again. We're doing a whole sex yeah. thing. Uh, designed in sleek, modern packages, these apps can be easily confused with those used for meditation, yoga, or therapy, which is, you know, the intentional marketing plan. They situate pleasure in a wellness wrapper, and that allows them to be listed on places like Spotify mm-hmm. and, uh, you know, Facebook and Instagram and not get called out, Nailed. you know, right for that. <clears throat> uh, so that is just uh, a couple of them. Uh, Quinn said the average listenership for the past three months, 14 million minutes each month. So this, what this yeah, what is, is this it's like a, uh, it, it's like a uh, erotica, uh, audio erotica for women. Mm-hmm. And it's a chance for them to listen to this in their headphones and do what uh, people do when they listen to erotica in the privacy of their own home. And it's for women that are like between 18 and 34 years old. Female pleasure is seen as especially gratuitous and frivolous. They want to make it feel like they're making a choice that was good for them. It's a wellness Mm -hmm, product. mm -hmm. You can go in and explore yourself. It's self-awareness. Yes. Which is great for the 18 to 34 year old. (laughs) But what about someone in their 50s? I'm curious. What about women that are a little older? Yeah. Okay. Sure. Right. Now I... Um, I'm going to need some help with this. Uh, if people want to uh, help me out with sound effects and music, but I'm willing you're to gonna provide. Create, you're gonna I'm willing something. to provide the voice. Oh, ooh, okay. You ready? Because you have a pretty good. Right. Voice. This is going to be. I'm going to give you a, a four, four free ones that okay. can be marketed and sent out there for women, our age. Our age. Okay. All right. All right. You ready? Oh, hey, what am I doing? <laughs> Just rinsing off the dishes and arranging them properly in the dishwasher exactly the way you want it, baby. There's one. All right. You may not want to make eye contact with me during these. Actually, I can't can't keep my eyes off of you. Here's another one. Oh, my God. You are so good at at telling me where to find stuff. (laughs) I found it immediately. All right. Ready? 
Oh, yeah, it's hot, all right. It's 90 degrees, baby. I brought you your sweater. (laughs) (laughs) I got an idea tonight, if you're game. I thought we could, you know, watch a drama about rich women in Victoria, England. (laughs) All right, so there you go. Four free ones. That's erotica for women. I wish people could have seen your face doing this. You got into into your your smolder. You you were smoldering. I I was making myself aroused. (laughs) All right, so. Uh, Didn't you tell me that the guy who came to fix your washing or your dishwasher once said to you that it doesn't matter how you put all the dish didn't did, did she, Bridget was complaining to you that you weren't doing the dishes correctly right am I no 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 it was the uh it was the dryer <clears throat> I was I was always getting yelled at for putting too much in the dryer and she okay. said that it was that was gonna destroy the dryer and then when the dryer broke she blamed she it on blamed you. on me and the guy who came here to fix it said that it had absolutely nothing no, really, to do with right. it. And he was divorced how many times? <laughs> yeah. He wouldn't say he it was. on the record to her, but right. he did say it to me. Right. And, and that's and, my story. Yeah. And, and, don't, and don't tell your wife I'm of this, too. <laughs> hey, C Unicorn wrote a review, very nice review for us on Apple. Oh, let's hear uh, it. This show is awesome. You can tell the hosts have been doing this a long time. Yeah, a real long time. It's like listening to a radio show, but funny. <laughs> wow, what does that say about, about radio, radio shows? Yes. All right, it's time for another feature. Time now for Studio Walls. And the words of the prophets were written on the studio walls. Rick and Dave. So this is the part of the show where we reach into the Rick and Dave archives and we talk about, uh, you know, things from mm-hmm. our past of them. That's why they call me archives, yeah, right? Right. So we have if 40... If it was from the future, archives would not be a word that would be apply. Exactly. Um, you know, in our 40 years of uh, doing wacky content of some kind or another, something's going to tie in. And right now, the actors and writers are on strike. Uh, are on strike. Right. Um, and that's happened before. But that doesn't really affect us as much as baseball strikes do. Mm-hmm. Uh, Dave and I have... Look through... Uh, uh, half a dozen, dozen oh, I don't know, a yeah, of many of them and uh one the last one was 30 years ago this week mm-hmm. actually 29 years ago this week uh 1994 baseball went on strike mm-hmm. and if you remember they didn't play the world series that right, year right, 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 right. because uh they were on strike and dave who won the world series as far as you're concerned the white Sox were the computer generated yeah. 1994 they, it counts if you go yeah. to cooperstown yep. it's a, they, I, yep. all the computer programs said the white Sox were going to win yep yep and of course they didn't get to play in it and they took them many more years well, to make it the, in and also the montreal expos were in first place weren't they and then yeah. they lost their team the next year didn't yeah. they or yeah. two years later yeah but uh, as it turns out, this is a story that happened in the 90s. And what is true of any story that happened in the 1990s, Dave? Hmm. Rick has written a parody song. <laughs> yeah. Rick wrote a parody song. This is uh, Landecker and the Legends, and our song was called Baseball Striking Again. Okay. It's to uh, Lou Christie tune. Understand the strike that's going on is really ticking off the fans. Listen to me, players, you're gonna lose our love. Put down the picket signs and pick up your baseball gloves. 
If the owners aren't rich, where'd they get those catered sky boxes? Looking down on the field at the Cubs and the White Soxes. Hey, you spoiled brats in your baseball hats. hats. Better let this drop, drop. Better make this stop because baseball's striking Okay. Those ticket prices then, which yeah. were like 14 bucks. What the hell? <laughs> they were like 50 bucks. So. You know, I mean, but isn't that something? All right. Anyway, that's uh, Baseball Striking Again from Landak and the Legends, Volume 1. The original song, Lightning Strikes by Lou Christie. So is the, yeah. is the backup singers from that original song? No, that's our band. Really? Yeah. We would, that sounded great. We would get the band together, literally, and play uh, the song every song. Well. We never played songs to karaoke's. That, That's, uh, that was great. Yeah, thanks. Hey, I got another story. You want to hear it? I do. All right. This comes out of uh, Georgia, and it does not have anything to do with election fraud. Okay. All right. Atlanta <laughs> man attempts to rob a nail salon and gets ignored by everyone. Uh-oh. Uh, the, uh, the unidentified suspect, with his hand in a bag, as if he were holding a weapon, stormed into the nail first <laughs> salon last Monday, demanding money. Now, there's a video here. Yeah. Right, audio. Would you like? Can you? I yeah. send it to you. You got I, it? I got it. I'll play it for you. Right. Here we go. Everybody, get down. Get it out of the money. It's got the pockets. Get it out of the money. <laughs> a would-be robbery doesn't go quite as planned when a suspect storms into a nail salon demanding money, but no one reacts to his <laughs> threats. <laughs> Oh, no, he's wearing a Cubs hat. Is he really? Yes, he's wearing a Cubs hat. Oh, I had no idea. Yeah. <laughs> you know, obviously, you know, the, the best part of this was, and I don't think, I don't know if it's on the video, yeah. that somebody called the nail salon, yeah. and the owner picked up the phone, yes, nails first, <laughs> while the robbery is going. So <laughs> that is demoralizing. Oh, yeah. I feel bad for this. They, he definitely should not sentence him to anything. He's already gone through enough, don't you think? Yeah, well, I know that. If I tried to rob my teenager's house or my teenager's rooms or whatever, yeah. they'd be just ignore me. Yeah. Right? They're, 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 oh, my, yeah. Totally. Oh, yeah. Well, I have a story for you that's uh, similar. There's an audio and video for my story, too, but I'm not going to play it for you because it's in Chinese. Huh. And you can't really tell what's going on. But it's a story about... Hey, you know what Chinese people during a... Oh, no, no, no. <laughs> enough. Enough. Uh, the slowest sprinter of all time. That's what this story is about. Somalia's sports minister publicly apologized Wednesday and ordered the uh, chairwoman of the National Track and Field Federation to be suspended after a seemingly untrained female sprinter represented the African country at the World University Games in China and took more than 20 seconds... To finish the hundred meter race, hundred meter. How long is hundred meters? That's well, like a hundred yards. I mean, twenty seconds. Twenty seconds. That's a I, long I time. wonder if I could. I, I think we could beat that. <laughs> I, I really think we could beat that. Uh, so the minister of youth and, and you've got to watch it. You've, okay. you've got to watch it because even though the announcers are Chinese, I mean, people they're crossing the finish line. Cross, 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 cross. Right. And then there's a very long pause. And then you see, and I'm going to say the woman who's in this, this is a female yeah. sprinter. 
not a uh, a petite woman. Oh, okay, right. you know what I mean. Well, like I, as soon as they showed the women lined up at the uh, at you sprinter, I'm like, the one that was wait gonna, a minute, <laughs> right? It's like you it'd be like Number you were me. Got no chance, <laughs> right? Exactly. Well, she she probably knew she didn't have a chance. She's like, why even try? Well, I, she was like, she didn't care yeah. when she crossed the finish line. She skipped across the finish line. Like, woo, I did it. <laughs> Love this woman. Uh, the minister of youth and sports, Mohammed Barre Mahmoud said his ministry did not know how this 20-year-old uh, woman uh, managed to uh, uh, participate uh, in this. The ministry, she filled out the forms, and they're like, okay, here's well, her Well, it turns out, and this may play a part in it, it turns out that she was a relative <laughs> of the chairwoman who has been suspended by the Somali board, Nazra Abukar, as a relative, uh, and they've uh, asked her to uh, step down, and she will no longer be allowed to participate in any you know when when you said ministry of i immediately ministry of silly walks yeah with body python you know that was more (laughs) that was more in line with what this was it was really very much very much like that so i recommend anybody go out and uh, and check that out so dave we still have time for another feature and because you're you're making me jump all over the place with all these different uh uh Jingles audio and stuff. clips yeah. and stuff. I'm You're quite, not prepared, are you? No, no. I, I'd like to just take a little moment and... and to thank Tony Lasano for all the great work he's done and, and Ed Silla yes. and everybody. Exactly. Everybody who's been a part of the show and everything. And exhale. Okay. Uh, and, and now so I... So it's kind of like the meditation app. It's very it's much like, like that. You're done. Like, hey, how you doing? Hey, yeah. You can't find the jingle. Oh, yeah, it's right here. You want a jingle? I got a jingle. It's right here. A random name pulled out of Rurik's bowl of brushes with celebrities. Mixture. Collection. Selection. Assemblage. Medley. Assortment. Variety. Time now for Celebrity Potpourri with Rick and Dave. Uh, one more thing about that, <laughs> that uh, the Sprinter thing. Uh, it looks like a Chris Farley bit from SNL. <laughs> That's the best way to describe it. <laughs> All right. This is a part of the didn't show. Vinny, <laughs> didn't Vinny do a marathon once and took him like... 14 hours to complete or it was some enormous time and then he walked and like on the website they had all the names of vince argento nine hours 14 no i don't remember that i don't remember that uh so this is uh from uh randy uh who sent uh a thing in here Uh, a longtime listener of your podcast dave inspired me oh Yes. Which, Ever, I, if I had a nickel for every time I heard yeah, that. I know, exactly. I mean, Pete Townsend, how many times did he say right. that yesterday? This when? Randy is probably his stage name. <laughs> right. <clears throat> Ever since I heard him say on the podcast, uh, I've... Uh, taken to asking strangers the most famous person they've ever oh, met. Okay, good. Which works. Dave's it, right. It, it, Everyone has one. Uh-huh. I was in Jackson, Wyoming last fall <clears throat> and asked the Starbucks barista who was the most famous oh customer God, a- she has ever attended yeah, or served. Uh, yeah. Okay. She said Pippa Middleton. The the I, sister of uh, uh, the uh, sister of Kate Middleton. Okay. All right, uh, but I here's what it says in the email. I admitted that I didn't know who that was, and she said that's Kate Middleton's sister. Then she said, "I guess she's probably not as famous as that guy." She pointed over to a table, and an old man was sitting there alone, sipping his coffee. He looked like he didn't want anyone to bother him, but it took me a few moments to realize who it was. Harrison Ford. <laughs> 
He was in the Starbucks <laughs> when he asked that question. Oh my god! That's, oh my god! And the person was like, "I guess that guy's yeah. Right. Oh, yeah." And oh god, I guess he good. lives not far from Jackson Hole, Wyoming. Uh, Okay, I looked it up. He lives in Wyoming. Right. Oh, that is great. <laughs> Isn't that, that funny? That is a great, that's a great, great story. So thank um, you, Randy, for that one. I had a um, speech comm teacher at U of I who was in New York in the uh, 50s, I guess it was. Yeah. And he was walking down the street and Marilyn Monroe walks by. And wow. all these people ran to Marilyn Monroe, yeah. right? And an old man got pushed aside and he helped the old man up and it was Einstein. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> That's a great story, too. <clears throat> well, special thanks uh, to our executive producer, Tony mm-hmm. Lasano, who uh, put shows out even he when we weren't right. around yeah. uh, these past yeah. few weeks. Thank you, Tony. I know He that makes that was us a... sound a lot better than we really yeah, do. I thought I know we've been a pain in the butt. Uh, yeah. He's with opishows.com. Opie is hippo backwards. O-P-P-I-H shows.com. We're distributed by Ed Silla with Radio Misfits. Great Talk Radio isn't dead. It just moved to a better place. Radio Misfits. Dot com, and we'll be back again next week. Or with in three weeks or five. No, no, or I, I, you know, whenever we get time, we'll be back again with another episode of Minutia Men. The preceding was a presentation of Opie Productions. Find our other great shows wherever you find podcasts, including opishows.com. Thank you. This has been a presentation of Opie Productions. Tony, can you shut up?